Mm. Man, I just love drink. So what's on the docket today, Russell? Um, How are we going to annoy everybody today? What's that? Who's there? Oh my God! It's Bubbies. Welcome to the second episode of Bubbies. I am your uh, co-escort, Russell, and I'm Ian. I'm kind of mesmerized by this Angry Orchard bottle, to be honest. Yeah. What do you th- What do you think that would be like? Like, imagine playing a video game, and uh, it's like an RPG or something, just like a classic Nintendo RPG. And you go to a place called the Angry Orchard, and it's just full of pissed off trees. Isn't that what they happened in the Wizard of Oz, though? You remember the the Wizard of Oz and the apples? I guess I thought that was just, that that mm. whole forest was angry though. It wasn't just the trees; it was like everything that existed in that forest was pissed. What else was mad in the forest? I just remember the trees throwing apples. No, there was like the flowers were pissed off, the bugs were pissed off, everything was pissed off for some reason. It's probably because they're being mistreated by the producer. Anyway. <laughs> Could you imagine there being like a sexual assault uh, claim by like a cartoon character on their creator? Like It's like Alice has spoken out. Bugs Bunny <laughs> speaks out against Warner Brothers. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein, his reach knows no universal bounds. <laughs> Door the Explorer. It extends beyond reality into that which is unreal. Bitch look good for a four-year-old. Thanks, JoJo, <laughs> for that beautiful song. Did you actually watch Dora? I did, actually. I watched Dora because uh, when I was little, I didn't have uh, cable. Mm. Fun fact, I actually grew up relatively unwealthy. I don't know if you knew that. Really? But uh, yeah, I grew relative I grew up relatively unwealthy and it wasn't it's not it wasn't exactly that we were unwealthy. It was just that we we were we were lower middle class for sure. We never were like, you know, borderline poverty. But I come from a bloodline that's very minimalist. Very minimalist, very long-term thinking. So, we didn't really have much, right? So, my parents never or like, oh, the cool new thing, let's get that. No, it's just kind of like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So I spent a lot of time outside, and I didn't even have a DVD player until I was about, I think, like, probably like 10 or 11. I didn't have any sort of entertainment until I was like 10 or 11. That wasn't like outside. But we did have a TV, and then, of course, by that same proxy, we had PBS Kids. And on Saturday mornings... I've seen Dora. I remember watching Dora the Explorer. I know it's on Nicktoons, but I think that on Saturday, I can't remember what it was, but on Saturday mornings, I think there were certain channels that played, like 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 the popular cartoons, but it was mm-hmm. only on Saturday. So I remember on Saturdays, I would just kind of watch everything. So that included Dora the Explorer. That included Sonic X, like the weird anime that they did. Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. Well, I tried to watch Yu Gi Oh, but anytime my mom heard like a Yu Gi Oh, she'd be like, "Turn off that demon." And then you know, no more TV for the rest of the day. Mm. So I, I did try to, I did try to watch Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon like low key, but you know, I also come from very conservative parents from that time. So anything that anything that vaguely hinted at demons or monsters or you know anything like that, it was like, oh, turn it off. Mm. I remember I didn't watch a lot of Dora. I watched mainly. I watched Dora more when my brother found him. When he was little, and then I, by that time I was I was three years too old for it. But I Dora, remember found Dora the hymn. Oh man, I remember Todd's World, which was like everyone was a different color. It was really I think poorly animated. And uh, I don't recall Todd's World. I don't know what you're talking about. Todd's World was was a strange one. It was just like this whole this world was purely fantastical and uh, bright colors and. Rich saturation in a very simplistic sort of art style. I also remember Brum, which... Brum? Brum was... Oh, are these those, like, uh, European shows that you watched? I, I don't think that Todd's World was European because everyone had an uh, American accent, but Brum was definitely from the UK. It was definitely probably a BBC was that the one channel with the car? thing. Yeah, it was a little yellow Ford Model T car with eyes. And uh, its whole thing was that it would go and stop the baddies. <laughs> go, Brum. Go, Brum, stop the baddies. 
Oh no, Bram spun out. <laughs> I wonder what kid shows are like in other countries, like North Korea. <laughs> North Korea. I, I have an idea of what they're like in North Korea. I'm surprised that they have that they have cable and the infrastructure in North Korea, though. I remember there was a. Um, I remember watching a Russian TV show once on founded on YouTube, and it was um, it was just low quality and depressing but it wasn't uh it wasn't markedly russian or anything they weren't like going off to the borscht factory to borscht. have fun adventures the borscht it wasn't like his name was like victor stroganoff and he was going to <laughs> go and like fix the pro the world's problems with food i remember also from my childhood we watched a um we watched the savums which was a weird 3d animated i'm gonna pull up a picture of it actually because uh, it it was it was a trip and a half. Did you ever watch Bear in the Big Blue House? That just hit me. You said a house and it like jogged my memory. Did you ever watch Bear in the Big Blue House? Bear in the It was I remember hearing about it. I probably never saw it. It was a puppet show. They had like a full body puppet that was like a bear and he lived in a big blue house and he talked to the moon. And I can't recall what else happened. But... Oh my god. All Let right. me see. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah, I remember that. It looks so much weirder now that I'm. God, this looks like my final. <laughs> now that I'm 22 and I'm looking at it, they're like, oh my god, oh. This Good is Lord. horrifying. I could make this in like five minutes. I don't think we should. I think we should definitely make a Savums ripoff. The Savums to the rescue. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. As an, Can okay. you describe it? Um. Jesus. I'm lost for words. Ah, uh, okay. Well, if this is just funny coming from, like, an animation background, because I can, like, just, like, I can, like, see his, like, his his polygons and his outlines and his vertices. And it's very simple. You can make this, you can make this. Anyone can make what I'm looking at in, like, two minutes. It's literally, <laughs> it's literally it. just a blue sphere, and he's got little Kirby feet, which is just, like, a, <laughs> someone took a cube and then, like, smoothed it, and for that, those are his feet. And then he's just got two black, like, little circles for eyes. That's just horrifying. Its name is Foo, F-O-O. -O. Oh my gosh, the Savums. Yeah, the the guy with the, uh, with the big mouth who looks like, um... This reminds like me of J.J. the Jet Plane. Did you watch that at all? I didn't watch J.J. the Jet Plane. J.J. the Jet Plane was similar to Thomas, as in it was like, but it was planes, and they had faces. And there was only one plane that had, like, a propeller on his face, and, and like, he had, like, a super long nose because of it, and it was really, I thought it was, I thought that was funny. I think we just found the, uh, the cover for our podcast. Which one, <laughs> which one's which, though? Um, what do you mean? Who's who? Oh, that's Foo, and that's... Yeah, but, uh, which one, like, that's us now. That's oh, okay. <laughs> um, fuck, I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm the one on the left, and you're the one on the right. Good. Fantastic. We should save this picture and then post it somewhere so that people can look at it. Fantastic. Man, TV has changed. TV has changed. Uh, I'll be honest and say that I get kind of annoyed. Whoa, plot twist. Russell gets annoyed by something. I've never heard of it. I get I get kind of annoyed when I see people our age lose their shit over like television and like how it's changed and stuff. And it's even funnier because most of most people our age are millennials, right? Like just anyone twenty is like assumed to be a millennial. All the nineties kids are millennials. All the and some of the eighties kids too. But like it's just funny to me because I'll see them argue not argue, but like complain all the time about how like Generation X and Baby Boomers always complain about how things are different. And they're like, Oh, get with the times, old man. But then they themselves are the are like will turn right back around and be like, Oh, TV sucks now. Boo! And it's like, oh, maybe you were just, like, a child, and therefore you didn't understand that it was horrible. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like I've did, gone... I didn't realize that the savings was absolute trash until I looked at it just now. And, like, like so Teen Titans Go is probably, like, the best example, mm -hmm. right? Because Teen Titans Go is just, like, it. it's not serious. I think it's funny. I genuinely think it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. I think the writing is funny. And, I mean, after I actually got to meet them, I went to Hollywood with my younger brother, for a Make-A-Wish Foundation trip. And uh, we got to meet the Teen Titans and, and like, the team and the artists and the writers for Teen Titans Go. And it's the same exact people. 
Mm-hmm. I remember you got to pee next to Robin. I got yes, I got to pee next to Robin. <laughs> that, that's a fun. I'll tell that real quick. So I'm 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 sitting there awestruck, just watching you know celebrities work. I'm watching them record an episode of Teen Titans Go. I'm in the sound room with them. There's like a whole table of like coffee and like breakfast foods and stuff, and everyone's just kind of like just whatever bowl of fruit. And so they're recording, and I'm like, man, I really got to piss. So I asked them where the bathroom is. They're like, oh, it's just down the hall past, you know, the guy that made Tom and Jerry's office. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and so they're like, they're like, okay, just go past so-and-so's office and it's on the right. And I'm like, okay. So I'm in the bathroom and I'm, and there's two urinals and I'm pissing in one. And then all of a sudden I hear someone enter the room and then the guy, and then (laughs) someone comes to gets to the one next to me and I just hear Robin. From like, cause like, cause Scott Minville plays Robin <laughs> in almost like everything that Robin's in. So Scott Minville comes next to me and, he, and it's, I hear Robin, I don't see him. So I just hear, cause I'm staring at, you know, my dick as I pee. And so I, I hear Scott Minville go, which in my mind, I just hear Robin. And you're like, so where do you go to school? And I'm just like, <laughs> like the pee everywhere. <laughs> and I never, I never thought in my life that I would be the type of person to get starstruck. Uh-huh. Like I've always assumed that I was, you know, out of everyone in a room, I'm probably the least likely to get all like fan and like geeky. But like, oh my god, it was so it was such a weird like rush of euphoria to like hear the man that voices Robin ask me where I go to school to see it come out of his face. Yeah, and then oh, it's Camilla has a lazy eye. I didn't know. that. Oh, he does. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. That threw, that threw me for a loop too. Like it doesn't matter. I just thought I'd share that. Like I was that close that I got to notice. Oh, you have a lazy eye, and it was just like like it, we're just and then we're just in a bathroom. Like it's, not, <laughs> like it's nothing romantic. It's not like most stories where it's like I met George and it's like where i was like i was in line for an hour and then i you know he signed my breast you know after a two hour long wait no like i was just taking a pee and then he also was taking a pee like it was a very like normal moment with a celebrity which i thought was just hilarious which escalated it even further yeah and so and so like we're, then we like washed our hands next to each other and he was just he's like where do you go to school and i was like, to tsu and he was like oh that's cool i'm like i'm in animation he's like wow so this is this is like a beneficial trip for everyone and i was like yeah it kind of is and so then we went back and we just hung out like i hung out with all of them and the guy i can't remember his name but the guy that like made teen titans was in the room like like og teen titans was in the room that guy that made that he also made teen titans go and you know what he asked me he said oh you hate my show don't you because he saw that i was you know a fucking 20 year old you were 20 yeah he saw it he's go like, oh, you hate my show don't you and i was just like no i actually think it's funny i like all the little nuances and like the little hidden like uh because there's a lot the show is chocked full it's like it's like a pixar movie it's chocked full of little easter eggs for uh because there, there's a there's a very old dc hero called ghost tank and it's about a it's about a world war ii tank driver who got killed in you know his tank and then his ghost now possesses it, so it's just a tank that's driven by nobody because it's powered by his soul. And there was an episode of Teen Titans Go where Robin's like in his room and on the poster, like out of focus, it's just like a like a ghost tank poster. And I was just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's funny. And you know, the show is just full of like little odes to DC fans, but nope, all these you know, all these losers that you know their personality they they they're so void of a personality that they use their you know childhood as a crutch. To, 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 you know, fake some sort of identity. Whoa, Teen Titans goes, and then my childhood is ruined, and it's like, okay, no one gives a shit. Your childhood's <laughs> over, you fucking loser. Grow up already. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's not for you. Nothing's for you. Our generation is so obsessed with what's for me, and it's annoying. I can't help but sort of feel the same way that everyone else does when I see something new. Because I, I just look at Teen Titans Go!, and I instinctively think, oh, this isn't anything like the original. They've taken it and they've made it into a joke. Yeah, it you're looks right. Like, it looks like the Powerpuff Girls, and originally it was this. It was this. Uh, it was. It was actually sort of gritty, but it was still whimsical, and it had character development pieces, and it was very plot driven. And they developed characters and things. And then I look at something like Teen Titans Go, and it's like, oh, all that's out the window. They're just going to make gags just a bucket full of gags every episode a <laughs> yeah. joke every 30 seconds to keep the seven-year-olds happy but I, I i feel that way about everything i look at adventure time and i've never seen adventure time and i know that people really really like it and i just look at it and i'm like i don't think that i could i could get into this i don't think i think it's probably because i'm i'm too old 
And I never really watched a lot of TV anyway as a kid. So I, I was very sort of selective about the things that I that I did watch. Uh, I had like a stint where I watched a, let's see, what was it? It was, it was Disney DX or something. And they would have uh, an hour spot where they would show Pokemon and they would show Yu-Gi-Oh. And I watched those for a while and I enjoyed them for like a slight moment, but then got extremely bored of it. And then I watched, I switched over to, uh, to Toonami and I would watch Naruto and Inu. I didn't watch any Inu Yasha. I oh watched. Oh God, I love Naruto so much. God, I watched Bobo Bo. I love Naruto so much. Oh it, all of all of the fans out there, all all three fans. If you haven't yet, go and find Bobo Bo 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 Bo. The anime. Bobo Bo 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 is really good. It's amazing. He's got like he's got like prehensile nostril hairs. It's it's and he's like the stereotypical Japanese depiction of a black person through and through. (laughs) Complete with the round shoulders. Because for some reason that's what the Japanese think. They've got a they've got a pink haired girl who's just the bystander as always, the damsel in distress, but she's always overreacting to everything where her eyes are literally falling out of her head. Everyone's trying to get her curly locks. And then you've got the guy whose superpower is farting. Yeah. And then you've got the man with the ice cream for a head. Oh, it was amazing. It was great. Oh, I miss it. I need to watch it again. So, so Cartoon Network had great shows when we were kids. Like, arguably, they still do. Yeah, I know. And like, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed Samurai Jack. I really enjoyed uh dexter's lab and so but you know here's the thing though we're adults now mm-hmm. and now cartoon network has in my like clarence i watched clarence the other day that's a current clarence is fucking good i really liked clarence i've never heard of it clarence is it's super discreet man like it's got nothing like all these like okay so like steven universe right mm. <laughs> mm. steven universe is an okay show but the the I think I think the issue with Steven Universe and that's not really an issue, but just like cause Steven Universe kind of does the same thing that Adventure Time does, whereas it's it was you know someone very creative got a job making a kid show, and then they kind of slowly got more and more confident and just kind of producing whatever they want. So like the like the reason I can't get into Adventure Time and the reason I can't get into Steven Universe is that like. Everyone is under this assumption that it's like this, you know, everyone's treating it like an anime. They're treating it like it's, you know, this like, and like, I see posts all the time where like, this, like, this isn't for kids. And it's like, I'm sorry, but it is like, you know, it may have these really good subtle B plots going on that we can pick up on because we're adults. But I, it's, see, and this is the same thing that I had, like, I enjoyed Avatar The Last Airbender. But this and Avatar: The Last Airbender also does what the all these shows do. It's trying to be two things at once. It's trying to be a kids show so it can stay on the air, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, it's trying to be this like saga, and it's hard to it's hard to get into it because uh, you have to like it's full of filler in a way because like you know you'll watch five episodes of Adventure Time and they're a normal kid show as in there's no B plot it's nothing but gags it's nothing but visuals and then like every like seventh episode you'll actually get some kind of like you know plot that you have to like pay attention to so that's why it's so hard to get into shows like Steven Universe and Adventure Time and Avatar the Last Avatar the Last Airbender was a lot easier because they they kind of they kind of kept going well yeah they they did the western thing and they just kept moving forward it just kept moving forward but like but like all three have the same plague as being a kids show, air quotes, because that's who they're contracted to be. But no one on the show wants to make a kids show. Mm-hmm. Like like you know like they they got hired by Cartoon Network, they got hired by uh, Nickelodeon, and then they're trying to make like you know Funimation. They're trying to put a stamp on uh, yeah. on the industry to try and be the the next godfather of cartoons. And the only real issue with this era of cartoons is that, uh, and it's not really Cartoon Network's fault, it's the Cal Arts plague. Do you know anything about this? I don't know what that, uh, what? Cal Arts is a, is the top animation school in the United States. Uh, the guy that created Gravity Falls graduated from there. The guy that created Gumball, Amazing World of Gumball graduated from there. 
the girl that created uh, Steven Universe came from there. And if you notice, they all have the same exact style. Yeah, all of Cartoon Network looks sort of homogeneous now. All of the cartoons look the same now, and that's the only real problem with cartoons now. Like, everything else is subjective, but that's the only real issue, is that everything looks the same. When we were growing up, Dexter's Lab, pa- Dexter Lab and Powerpuff Girls, uh, I think they're the same guy? No. They they could have possibly been from the same guy. They look very similar. But uh I don't I'm not sure if that's true, but like every show looked different, had a different style. Ed Ed you could differentiate the art style between Ed Ed and Eddie. Ed and Eddie Ed Ed and, and Eddie was like my favorite cartoon network show. It was so glitchy and I loved that. It's like they, it never stops moving. Well, it's because it's, it's, like it's hand drawn stuff. Yeah, it's like a it's like a flash animation. But see, so now and all those shows are fine. Gravity Falls is fine. Gravity Falls is also one of those shows where it tries to have this, like, dramatic, you know, big B-plot. But it's kind of hard to take it serious when every other episode is just a normal kid show. Uh, and it's, it's kind of... And it's like, that's the only problem, right? Is that all these people who obviously have a lot of creative talent, they all went to the same school. And Cal Arts is notorious for doing this. Cal Arts is one of those uh, art schools where they're like, oh smack you know draw it like this you know so like draw a flower draw a rose and then you draw like a blue rose and even though it looks really good they go nope roses are red smack and they smack you and you have to draw it so like they, all all of these artists have come out the back end of cal arts and they're all drawing exactly the same mm-hmm. so it's like steven universe looks just like gumball gumball looks just like gravity falls Gravity Falls looks just like uh, some show on Nickelodeon. What's that? What's that star show? The one with the that's chick? the one, yeah, that's the one I was just thinking of. This is something I think it's on Nickelodeon. It's like the star. No, that's on Disney XD. I think there's it's like the star against something. There's like a barbarian show too that looks exactly the same. The roster just just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It, so they all come from the same place. Yeah, they all come from Cal Arts. That's weird. And like so, Cal Arts is uh, and I I participated in. Uh, last year's 24-hour animation contest. It is an annual uh, worldwide competition, actually. There was people participating uh, from Brazil. There was people participating from Thailand. Uh, And uh, in that competition, the person that won was actually... was fucking Mm -hmm. (laughs) CalArts. And I actually, actually, I don't know if it was CalArts that won... But whoever drew, wait no 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 I'm wrong. You know Cal Arts was, Cal Arts did win. Cal Arts was in the top five at least. I know I know that for a fact. And what did it look like? It looked just like Steven Universe. Universe Steven Universe. And then the other thing with Steven Universe is that like you know Steven Universe is gets a lot of love and brownie points for being progressive, but they never actually be progressive. Explain, because I've never seen it. I've only okay, heard so of... Okay, so Steven Universe is about a race of feminine aliens. They are not male, they are not female, but they are feminine aliens. So their their entire race is uh, akin to... Uh, uh, what, are, what are diamonds and crystals and quartz called? Minerals? Like precious minerals? Precious minerals. Precious so their gems. entire race... Yeah, gems. So they're actually called the gems. And so it's a neat idea, and it's it's been done before, too. In Mass Effect, the Asari are an all-feminine race, right? Like, like it's, not, it's not a foreign concept. Uh, so Steven Universe is about this alien race of, you know, that's all female, give or take. Because uh, I don't think, I don't think they're female as in a sex, but they're, they are definitely feminine. Uh, yeah, that, that, is, that is Ruby. I'm looking at a picture now. It's a it's a darker skinned Afroid. Um, That's Ruby. Something. It's wearing a dress though. Yeah, because they're all feminine. Right. So and uh, they don't breed uh, in a mammal sense. They breed by fusing, and it's kind of it's heavily implied that fusion is their the racist version of sex. They never outright say it, but it is heavily implied that when two gems fuse, that's like their mating practice and then on top of that you've got you know uh you've got the male character who is a very not traditional male character he is you know he is tubby he is weak he is you know he's he's very beta and from a toxic masculinity perspective (laughs) he is a beta 
because he's he's weak, he's emotional, he's you know he's tubby, you know, and he and and he's like the only male character in the whole thing besides his dad, who is also a beta. Uh, and then his and then his love interest is uh you know an ethnic strong smart girl so it's a very modern show is what i'm trying to say and like Mm -hmm. none of that was supposed to be an insult i'm just stating what it is and that and that's what the show is and that and all of that is fine but the thing is the show gets a lot of praise and a lot of attention and a lot of brownie points for those reasons alone i feel because i've watched the show before i believe it's a decent show i believe it has promise it has it has interesting stories and then what we just and the the only the only issue what we just said is that you know like there's a great story there but because it's you know wrapped in the kid show wrapping it can't really it can't really it can't really mm, like it can't really uh it's being held back by the, the I believe that it's so a part yeah of. people people will disagree of course and that's fine they've definitely watched more of it than I have but it has the same thing, because I've watched episodes of Steven Universe before, and it, it's just like Adventure Time, just like Avatar, just like Gravity Falls. There's no constant attention to that super important B-plot, so you cannot expect me to wade through, you know, classic cartoon scenarios just to get to this B-plot. Especially when you're not going to fully commit to taking a stand. Like, that that's a joke I see on 4chan all the time, is that, like, you know... Uh, isn't it great to be progressive, but then not, you know, but never actually get any of the, like, uh, repercussions for it because you're being so, you know, you're being, you're being, you're, you're wrapped in the safety bubble of being a kid's show. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you never outright say lesbians. You never outright say, uh, you know, females having sex. You never outright say females can be stronger than men, but it's all heavily implied. Right. And, and, and then in some ways, some people assume that that's, you know, on purpose to try to, like, Ooh, brainwash my kids. But you know, but f- Cartoon Network isn't gonna let a character just go say, I am a proud lesbian. Yeah, like they're, they're, that's not gonna happen. And so, you know, and I under I, I and I can understand the rebuttal that it doesn't have to. It can just be subconscious, and that's fine. Maybe it's stronger that way. And maybe it is stronger that way. Uh but you know, and but it, but I think but with with everything that's coming out now, uh things get praise. For looking progressive, right? Things, things, things get accolades for being progressive, right? Uh, it's like, like it's like, hey guys, I just made a new Star Wars. It's a shitty movie, but it's got a v, it's got a chubby Vietnamese girl in it. Therefore, it's a ten out of ten. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Which, by the way, I saw Star Wars eight. Yeah. How'd you like it? I liked it. Oh yeah. Yeah, but let's say, but I'm not all of it. <laughs> not all of it. Uh, I, I thought I, it. I thought it felt like more of a Star Wars movie, but I really don't want to make episode two about Star Wars again. as well. Yeah, I think that there's a. Um, it's it's sort of a product of the time. There's I think that there's two things going on here. A, we have a difference in um, in motivation, whereas Ed Ed Nettie was a reflection of the cartoon creator's childhood because he grew up in uh, in a neighborhood that had lots and lots of diversity and minorities, and they would get up into all sorts of uh, trouble and they would have all these sort of crazy adventures. And in his cartoon, he reflected that. Uh, whereas you have something like Steven universe and correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like the goal of the animator is to have some sort of progressive message to have something, some sort of message that they want to instill inside of the kids so that they don't end up being these horrible conservative fucks. Uh, yeah, like I, uh, there's nothing wrong with the message. There's nothing wrong with being progressive. It's just that you know when it comes to art, it's important to not give things brownie points just because they are progressive. Just because you know you want to be cool and hip. And that takes us to point number two, which is that we live in the in the digital age where everybody has an opinion, like you and me. Wow. Uh, bubbies. Insert that one. No. We live in the digital age and everyone's voice can be heard. And it, it sort of tends to lean on the sort of mass opinion sort of thing. So you have a group of people who their main focus is to uh, is to sort of push a progressive agenda. Agenda not being said in a, uh, in a negative way, but it is an agenda nevertheless. 
And they are going to look at something like Steven Universe and they are going to put their agenda into it and then they're going to spread that around. So perhaps uh, something like, I don't know, what, what was a relatively progressive? Let's let's go with Powerpuff Girls. And in this modern day and age, Powerpuff Girls could be seen uh, when it was first created as a feminist show because it's these little girls. And they're going out and they're fighting creatures yeah, no, that are a lot actually- bigger than them. They 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 have uh, they have personalities and they've got teamwork. And if that were to be published today, which it was republished, it didn't do very well with sort of that lens to it. It didn't it didn't do as well. In in OG Powerpuff Girls, I actually watched an episode of it recently. No, no kidding, because it's on. I think it's on Netflix. Really, it's on something. It's on it's on some sort of streaming service because I watched an episode of it recently. And the episode I watched, they go and they they go and they see like 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 a ripoff of the Avengers, right? It's it's a uh, yes, I remember this. It was it was like the Justice League, and they episode. try to they 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 try to join, and the leader straight up says. Oh, you guys! You guys are girls. You can't be superheroes. Where's your dad? <laughs> and it's like it's like and like that's a funny joke. Like that's that's funny, but I can't imagine anything anyone saying. Well, they're that. also like eight. Yeah, they're also eight. And but like but but the whole episode was just them proving him wrong because they kept beating everything, right? And they were like they were like you know they like but but even you know they, they would they would beat up the first monster or robot or villain. And he'd be like, oh, impressive, but, you know, where's your dad? You know, ha, 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 And then eventually they just get fed up and they're like, you know what? We don't even need an organized, you know, group of men to tell us how to be heroes. We're just going to stay independent. And then they leave. And that's funny. That's like, that's like from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, and it's, you know, and I think that's the, and because a lot of people have issues with Steven Universe because of its progressive nature. And mostly it's just them being annoyed at the fan base. Because the fan base is mostly a lot of really cringy SJWs, you know. There was there's been an incident recently in the gaming industry where Jessica Price, a Guild Wars 2 writer, uh got fired recently because on her Twitter account, which is public and has fourteen thousand followers, uh she wrote a twenty-nine page long tweet about how writing for an MMO character is difficult and should not even be worried about because, in her opinion, an MMO character... So, if you don't know what an MMO is, that's like World of Warcraft, Guild Wars 2. RuneScape! Guild Wars 2 is basically just a ripoff of World of Warcraft. Uh, But Jessica Price said in her 29-page-long tweet that MMORPG characters uh, are always supposed to be self-inserts. So when I play an MMORPG, the character I'm playing should just be Russell. Doesn't matter if it's a Red Guard woman. Should be Russell. It should be me. And, you know, just because you want to play a Khajiit that's, you know, gay or whatever. Nope, sorry. You have to play Ian. So, of course, she said all that. And it's Twitter. It's social media. So this... this uh, so a shitstorm came. Not really. Uh, a streamer named Durar, who plays Guild Wars 2, has 2,000 followers, writes very politely, uh, base, I can't remember, I can't, can't remember it verbatim, but I know it went something like this, and it was very good insight, thumbs up emoji. However, uh, play, assuming that players want to be self-inserts is just downright incorrect. You know, sometimes people want to, sometimes, if, if an MMORPG <clears throat> is no different from a single-player RPG game. Where, you know, a player actually likes to assume a role, you know, like, and it doesn't have to be a lot, you know, just tell us what we are, have the, have the, have the, have the guts to tell us what we need to be. And then, and then we can mold on top of that. And then that's all he said, very polite. And then he ended it with, thanks again for your insight though. And then she went full defense mode, full SJW hypocrite mode and was like, Wow, how about you tell me tell me more about how I should do my job, my mm. dude. And then did, My dude. My dude. It's like a 34-year-old woman oh. using like social media lingo. She's like my dude and she did like the awkward emoji. Thanks for telling me how to do my job, my scrub. Yeah, and then and then so then everyone's like, "Whoa, way to be a bitch." Like, you know, it's everyone, Now the shit storm. Comes. Yeah, everyone everyone calls out what just happened for what it was. It was her being a total cunt. Mm. And so she said and then she just continues to like mock him. And it's not even to his face. She like she screenshotted what he said 
posted it to her Twitter and was like, today in being a female game dev, random asshat tells me how to do my job as, okay. as if he's, as if he's had, you know, 10 plus years of writing experience. And then, all, and then all these white knights come out of the woodwork and they're like, yeah, you tell them, Jessica, men are gross. Look at me, please have sex with me because of all my soft boy gimmicks. Uh, and then, but then of course, uh, and then, and then this other dude comes out of the woodwork that also works at Guild Wars 2. And it's like, I hope Durar looks back on this situation and realizes that she never asked for his feedback. And it's like, bitch, it's on Twitter. It's fucking Twitter. And they, they both tried to claim that this was their private account. And it's like, it's my private account with 14,000, my private account with 14,000 followers. And like her, her point of view makes sense right she was like i she was like every waking moment that i'm on the clock i have to always smile and nod my head to to the consumer and i understand that i get mad all the time when i talk about video games with my i I play video games with two people consistently and neither of them barely know anything about actual game development and that's fine but of course since we constantly play video games together they start uh, give they start spouting off opinions they'll, they'll start you know saying oh i don't like this game because of xyz and then every now and then you know z in the xyz it's just fundamentally wrong or a bad or a bad opinion because with my perspective as someone who has actually written code before someone who has modeled game characters before someone who has you know used assets someone who's used unity um like i you know someone that understands the process has seen the development the development cycle go through its whole cycle i you know sometimes it does get somewhat frustrating to have someone that doesn't make games tell you oh this is how games work and i understand that but she was a cunt at the end of the day she was just being a cunt and so uh it doesn't matter if it's your private twitter but i understand you know but that's why she that's that's why she reacted that way was because oh this is some layman Trying to tell me how to write for, you know, game development. Which Telling is me how to do my job. Yeah, but but the problem is she did not respond. Like is a that he wasn't of, telling her how to do his how to do her job? Yeah, it wasn't even that. It was, but you know, it, it was him giving his opinion and then her being a cop about it. And like it's like you could have just politely disagreed. You could have ignored what he said, but no, you took it upon yourself to interpret it as a sex thing. Oh, because I'm a woman. He doesn't believe what I'm saying or, oh, because I'm a woman, he doesn't think what I'm saying is correct. No, it's just because he disagrees. It's nothing to do with your skin tone, nothing to do with your hair color, nothing to do with your gender, nothing to do with your sex. And so uh, ultimately they both got fired. The, the man, too. The man that stuck up for her got fired Oh, as well as her. That sounds like collateral damage to me. Yeah. And they actually interviewed her. So all these cringy game article websites like Kotaku yes. roll my eyes. They got in touch with her, and never, never once did she mention him. Never once did she go, "Oh, I got him fucking fired." You know, the whole time they asked her, "Oh, what's your opinion on getting fired?" She's like, "Well, I'm just disappointed that you know my my employers were scared of the Reddit mob." Oh, not that I feel bad that I accidentally got my guy fired. Yeah, the guy and, who and, came and to and back she, me she, up. She still tried to make it about women's issues. She was like. She was like, ultimately, all I can say is, you know, sorry, because I told, I've told, you know, uh, aspiring female game devs that Guild Wars 2 was a good place to work, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, how naive and up your own ass do you have to be to not realize that you were just being a cunt? Taking it back to the Powerpuff Girls, I think that uh, with that reissue of the Powerpuff Girls that, that came out, they did try to give it that sort of more feminist spin and because of the era that we're in the in the information and the opinions that people have can spread far and wide and it gets uh exacerbated in an echo chamber your opinions get stronger uh you there's more polarization i think that's part of the reason why this new powerpuff girls failed in the original which was mainly just you know a cartoon a fun cartoon with some little girls who could beat the shit out of some massive monsters uh why it did so well with uh, with boys and girls that watched it. And I think that's a part of the greater case study of how TV has changed possibly for the worse. Because I didn't watch a lot of TV as a kid, but right now I watch none. I watch none either. I watch absolutely none. First of all, you have to pay for it. It's gotten ridiculously expensive. But beyond that, the programming is absolutely terrible. You you get Dish or Direct TV and you've got fucking 
like 9,000 channels and like you watch maybe 10 of them and in those 10 channels you have maybe like three shows they actually like to watch and the rest of that money that you're paying for those 9,000 is just like gone. TV is a dying medium and I don't know what can really bring it back. Of course, we've got things like Breaking Bad, don't we? There are some saving graces in there that are trying to keep it alive. Yeah, but give it a year and all of it ends up on Netflix. Well, I all mean, of it ends up on Hulu. Netflix did make more money than cable, the entire medium. Cable made less money last year than Netflix made. Yeah, because of course it did, because cable is dying. Because if you, I'm going to go... I promise you, I promise that when the baby boomers and Generation X die, cable's going to die. Oh yeah, cable's dead. Cable's going to die with them. Whoever's the old guy sitting at the top of the Comcast tower being like, we need more shows is going to, he's going to kick the bucket and then either no one's going to want to take his place or the person who does doesn't know what they're doing. Like Toys R Us just died. Why? Did it? Yeah. Wow. Toys R Us just died. And it's because uh, the generate, you know, because Generation X has died too. Because Generation X and the baby boomers had a lot of kids. Just because that's all you could do mm-hmm. back then. There was nothing else really to do except fuck and make babies. But now now we're, you know, and uh, the U.S. is starting to become more and more like Japan with with this, with this with our generation. Because our generation is much more career focused. Our generation is much more self-focused. Our generation mm-hmm. is much more long-term focused. The less marriage. Um, I'm not getting married. Working more overtime. Actually, I'll take that back. I might get married, but I'm not having kids ever. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I would get married is for the benefits that come with it from a legal standpoint. Mm-hmm. I talk about I've, t- I've talked I talk about this with my partner all the time. Like neither of us neither of us see any sentimental value in marriage. Marriage cuz and and I and I I've, I've come to realize that our generation still has a bit of a like a a bit of like a cornball like heart for marriage. What is a cornball? Cornball is just is What? <laughs> cornball is a derogatory term for someone that's really sentimental. Someone that someone where did that come from? It came from black people to make fun of white people. Oh, so uh, because white people are really sentimental and have all these weird, like because we're corn balls. Because we're corn balls. Because we're balls of corn. So, uh, so you know, uh, but me and my partner, uh, we don't think that marriage has any sort of actual value. Mm-hmm. It has no like like dating and marriage are no different at all. It's just now the government's involved. However, uh, you know, getting married has a lot of legal benefits, like like taxes, and it makes it makes transferring assets easier, and stuff. And then on the off chance that we have an unwanted pregnancy, and then we decide to keep the child or something, it just makes it a lot easier in the long run. Yeah. So you know, so yeah, I, I pro- I'll probably get married, but it's not it's not because of the reason that like baby. It's not the American impetus. It's not the that's not the American like you know romanticized version of the marriage. American dream. Get a wife, have a have a son and a daughter. Man, and I can't wait house. to graduate high school. I can't wait to put on a suit. I can't wait to go to a building for nine hours every day. I can't wait to come home to my wife who's just been in the in, inside the same building with two kids for all day. For years. For years. I can't wait for to just years. do that forever. God. The American dream... Is gross. Is horrible. And it's also it's also dying. The uh, the conservatives who hail it are... Uh, killing it. Are actually killing it. Uh, that's a topic for another day, though. Bubbies. What were we talking... What were we on We were about? talking about Powerpuff Girls. And then in classic Bubbies and then, fashion, and then it we turned into uh, went on a tangent. And then it turned into how TV has changed. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, this is something I wanted to ask you about. Uh, so, movies and TV shows are, you know, they're pretty much, it's it's done. The, the nail is in the coffin. They are now going to be just streamable. Cable's done. Oh, yeah. Uh, seeing things in the theater is probably going to live forever, but that's simply because it's like a fun thing to do. I would like to discuss the implications of theater going because they're... There's a lot going on with actual theater going culture. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, movie pass is a thing now because even going to the movies is kind of like a subscription now because there's a thing called movie pass and it's a steal. I'm thinking about doing it. You get movie pass costs ten bucks a month and all it is is a credit card that they send you and then you go and you you like you, you use an app or something and you go oh I'm seeing Thor Ragnarok at nine a.m. and then they literally just beam the money. Onto this, onto the MoviePass credit card they give you. You just go see as many movies as you want. Hmm. 
you you literally have an unlimited access to movies at the movie theater, and it's just a subscription that you pay for. That's an interesting marketing term. I an interesting. It marketing sounds like scheme. a scam. It does sound like a scam, but, but I think, apparently it's not. I think that the purpose of it is to try and get people going back to the theaters because the only reason why anybody goes to the theaters these days is to get laid. Yes, but also so that they can eat popcorn, but also so that they can see these big Marvel movies, so they can see DC, so they can see Star Wars. They are going to see these huge, massive uh, universes, universe spanning movies that are grand and there's millions, hundreds of million dollars being pumped into it. And all the other movies are just being swept under the rug. Nobody wants to go see them. So I think what they're doing is they're sort of, they're sort of, giving you the the ability to it's just like netflix you can go and you can watch this movie but you can go see it in the theater and you can do pop and now you can sit down and you can have a chicken dinner with with a nice glass of wine your waiter will come by and interrupt everybody <laughs> else's dining experience and they will ask you would you like the red or the white and they'll be like get the fuck away thanos is punching spider-man get out of my face uh theater going culture has become much like all American culture now, is becoming more toxic. Because you've got these... I remember I was see, I saw Rogue One. It was the only theater that was packed that I've ever been to. The only packed yeah. theater. And it wasn't, Water wasn't packed. No, it, and it wasn't even like a midnight screening of, of Rogue One. It was, it was like a week after on a Wednesday. It's like 2 p.m. And there's loads of people here, and me and my family sat down and I was like two seats away from this large smelly man with a very, very old star Wars t-shirt. Uh, and every time that anything would happen that I found completely unremarkable, he would like scream and whoop and holler and clap his hands. And I would just suffer my way through it. And so I like coming out of that, I still sort of enjoyed the movie, but I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more if everyone would just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, didn't Jacob tell that story about how he was in the theater waiting to see eight and the, and a trailer for, uh, infinity war came on mm. and some fat nerd in the front was like, we don't care about Marvel. We're here for Star Wars. Oh my God. And it's like, Oh my God. Like, like I can't believe people like that exist. It disgusts me. They, they come out of the woodwork when if I had, a, if I had a death out. note. <laughs> If I had a death note, I'd go on Facebook and just find anyone with like a fucking. I'd find I'd, <laughs> I'd find anyone with a fucking Star Wars like themed profile and anime. Anyone with an anime profile picture is gone too. Get get rid of them too. Let's just, let's just get rid of all of it. That'd be a lot of writing. <laughs> that would be a lot of your hand would get tired. Uh, I think that that's a bid to try and get people to come back to the theaters, and it probably thinking about that having more people come to the movie theaters and sort of depolarizing things, making things less extreme could probably do it a lot of good in the long run. If there was actually something interesting to watch and it wasn't, it wasn't so expensive. That movie pass idea is good, but I don't think that I would ever get out off of my ass to go watch. Cause I don't watch, I'm a film major and I don't watch a lot of movies, which is, which is. Yeah, I'm, I'm an animation major and I don't, I don't do, a, I don't watch a lot of animation. And <laughs> I don't think that I would be able to get off my ass and go see, you know, Tyler Perry's Medea Boo 3 uh, or something something even better. Like, I watched The Boy on Netflix, which is the one about the the doll. Uh, and Oh, they, he's, spoilers, he's living in the wall. Oh, yeah, spoilers, he's being Steve Buscemi and he's living in the walls. Uh, <laughs> and I I would not look at that in the theater and say, oh, I would I would go and watch this on the big screen because I, I liked it just fine sitting on Netflix, watching it on on my tablet and in bed with a bowl of pasta and just sort of watching it for you know the sort of small scale movie that it is. It wasn't a bad movie actually. Well, see, here's okay that bring that makes that that's interesting to me because I have the opposite. I don't go see Marvel in the theaters. I don't mm-hmm. go see Star Wars in the theaters. I really liked watching 8 in my home in my poofy uh, in anime poofy pants, pants in my poofy anime pants that I'm wearing right now. I really I really liked watching 8. I liked pausing it to go get fucking, you know, go fuck yourself pasta. Mm-hmm. I liked pausing it to go pee. And it's because and it's because I don't see Star Wars or uh Marvel as these, you know, I understand that they're these huge big budget movies. 
but I don't see them as movies. I don't see them as art anymore. I yeah, stopped. They've it, become an industry to and us. And we talked about this last podcast, is that this, I, don't, I don't see it as high art. What will I go to the movies to see? Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, you know, like oh. I would go to the theater to see Shape of Water. I would go to the movies to see Coco, which I still haven't seen, but apparently it's on I Netflix. Need to see, yes, it's on Netflix, and I will probably be watching that. I would go when uh, when uh, what was it? Eyes Wide Shut was out. I probably would have gone to see that because of all the cult imagery. But still, the majority—that's like a very few number of movies that I would go see. I remember I saw a trailer for like a like a caveman movie. I, it was probably called like Ten Thousand BC, where boy, it was a boy meets dog story, literally back in the prehistoric times. I would probably have gone to see that because, you know, it's not a it's not a rom com and it's not a, it's not some cheesy horror horror movie. It's something new, so I would go and see that and see what they did with it because th- the number one thing about well, there's two things that the theater experience gives you. It gives you a giant screen, which is fun, always. And it also gives you, what's more important, excellent sound. Because all theaters, unless it's really old or they or they just don't care and don't keep it up, all theaters have really, really good, high-quality sound in them. And movies are made with, you know, fuck, like 32 channels of sound that comes from, like, 32 different speakers. Uh... And so that's one of the reasons why I like to go and see the Marvel movies in, uh, in in the theaters is because the sound is so much better. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, you can you can hear the details in every lightsaber crash. <laughs> Woo! Wow. What else? What else could bring theaters back into popularity? Uh, cheaper. Yeah, that would be fun. That would God be good. damn! It shouldn't it shouldn't cost fucking fifty bucks to go see a fucking movie. Yeah. At the theater. Like I like and and I and that's also just like why I've started to mitigate what I see at the theater is you know uh, because it costs so fucking much money why why does it cost so much fucking money because the theaters are because theater come because people aren't going to see things in the theaters they're subsequently not getting as much money so they need to recuperate it through concessions well no, it's always been expensive though I feel like it's gotten more expensive it's always been that expensive I used I worked at Carmike when back before this whole craze started. Okay. I, I worked at Carmike Cinemas back before it died. <laughs> mm. Back before AMC bought it. I worked at Carmike Cinemas from the years... That was my first job ever. From the years 2000... Uh, 2011 to 2012. I worked at Carmike Cinemas. And that was when the first Iron Man came out. Mm-hmm. Like So before... The, and it was still super expensive. Going to see a movie during like you know, normal hours, the normal time you would see a movie, uh, two tickets. So, you know, you and your, you and your spouse, you and your partner, you and your boyfriend, you and your girlfriend, you and your kids, even all of that, uh, is just like, is like 25 bucks just for the tickets. And then, you know, of course you want to get popcorn, man. That's like, that's a part of the alert. You want to get that you fake get, cardboard. You, you want to get that butter. You want to put that butter on your face. And you Salty wanna, cardboard. It's like, give, give me those M&Ms. Put them in my eyeballs. Give me yeah. that, give me that, give me that giant bucket of Dr. Pepper. I need me some snow caps to wear on my head. And, so, you know, and then, of course, if you take your kids there, the kids are going to be like, I want, I want Frosty. I need milk duds. Yeah. Like, they're like, give me, give me Frosty. I need airheads. I want the icy. Put the icy in the popcorn. And it's like, <laughs> and like, and that, that, all that, at the end of the day, movies cost like a shitload. 60 bucks. Mm. 60 bucks to go see a movie with like your family with and your, with your and classic you, American family mom, you, dad, sister, brother. And you feed everyone. And it's like, it's ridiculous. It's actually kind of ridiculous. And especially now that it's not even like good movies. <laughs> well, theater, theaters are becoming more bankrupt. So they're coming up with new ideas, which is good. I worry that if we got rid of theaters altogether, that movies would have would lose the appeal or not the appeal, but sort of the the grandeur that they've always had. So when I went to see The Hateful Eight, uh, I love that movie. I saw that in theaters on film. I saw it on 70 millimeter Panavision and it was like a recreation. It was it was like a step back in time. Tarantino was a genius by doing this. You go into the theater and you are given a pamphlet. I have it right there. I've got my Hateful Eight booklet that they gave me that gives me details about the movie, how it was made. Doesn't like give any spoilers away, but you have some amazing high quality screenshots. 
each one was sort of unique based on different characters, different artwork, different posters, lots of lots of interesting things in there. Uh, and then you would you would go in and you sit down and because of that intro, everyone's already a little bit more respectful. You're not, you know, you're not checking your phone and being a just like wantonly talking to your girlfriends loudly in the back corner where everybody can hear you. You're, you're sort of waiting and sitting expectantly. And the first thing that comes up is a score piece because that's what they would used to do uh, back when movies were an event and not just, you know, mass consumed horseshit like they are now. They give they gave you a musical piece. Uh, you would just sit, and I think it was like a it was like a red screen, which was which was strange. It sort of got you in like a weird mood. They they played a piece from the from the movie, which they used to do live, and then the movie begins, and you watch the whole movie. the The screen was amazing. the The film projection was like I didn't I don't believe in shooting on film and projecting digitally, but if you shoot on film and project on film, that's where the magic is. That's where the magic of film is. And then halfway through, which for Hateful Eight was like an hour and a half in, which was the length of a normal movie, there's like, all right, we're having an intermission. Go take 15 minutes to go take a pee and get some get some food and blah, 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 blah. And then uh, you go and you hang out and you chat with people about what, what just happened because uh, right when they cut is the part, well, I, I won't say because the movie's too good. But they cut at a really, really tense moment, right at the midpoint. Uh, yeah, the perfect, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know where they're cutting. Perfect place to stop. And then you come back, and they did a recap. Just, yeah. Like, I, of everything. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because I remember, I watched it in the I watched it in a normal theater, mm-hmm. and then I watched it on Netflix recently. And I, I always found that odd, because, like, because there's, you know, because there's no intermission mm-hmm. in, what, in the way in I've Netflix. seen it. So I was curious as to why it did that. Because, yeah, I remember that part, that the really, the, the climax happens, and it's immediately like, well... This is what happened, dear, 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 and I was like, "Oh, why are you telling me?" I just—it's <laughs> like it's like an anime, uh, but it gives you—you know—you go out, and you decompress, you you get something to drink, and you you relieve yourself, and you come back, and it sort of just softly reminds you of everything that just happened, and then it comes back and hits you with like the yeah. hateful eight. The hateful eight is such a good movie, and if they did that with more movies. Maybe not Star Wars. Yeah, okay. Because really what? Because what did movies come from? It came from theater. Yeah, and it theater, used to be a theatrical theater copy. Was, theater was an event, and it, almost everything you just said is what they used to do in theater. They still do it in theater. Theater yeah. hasn't changed a whole lot. It, movies, I think, should probably go back to the, their theatrical roots. It, it gives it more of a, more of an uh, not archaic, but a classic feel, and that's I think that's what people. Um, are missing these days is a classic feel that's what i would enjoy if movies started becoming more of an event and not just bigger netflix because that's kind of what it is now it's just bigger netflix i would i would start going to the movies more and if it was cheaper too i guess i would go to the movies more because like i tried to go see incredibles too and yeah and i was actually kind of relieved when i didn't get to see it because, because they, you saw because the not nose kids well that and they also sold out of tickets and i was like okay well bummer i don't get to see incredibles 2 until it ends up on netflix but i also still have fucking 25 bucks in my pocket and now and i'm not packed in like an oyster in a can watching yeah. incredibles 2 i'm not 25 dollars in the sinkhole with no like with with none of the fun things about going to the theater the popcorn the the candy the drinks and uh yeah, I don't know. I think I think I think very insightful. I think that's a good. I think what Tarantino did would be a good idea if the if movie theaters started to become more like the original theater. I would pre- I would definitely start going back. I'm actually leaving this podcast feeling happy and not sad like we did yesterday. Wow, like we did last week. Uh, so that was episode two. Uh, thanks for listening. We post every Friday. Uh, if you like what you heard then subscribe if you don't like what you heard then subscribe so you can hear more of it and you can continue to be angry which we know that you love being angry yes and uh of course if you you know if you enjoyed what you heard then share it like it subscribe also Also, we do have an email so if you'd like to email us whatever i guess are we opening the floodgates oh yes actually no i would love to if you would like to be on bubbies if you would like to give us a topic to talk about that you would want our opinion on if you would like to ask us a question or something go ahead you can email us at bubbies podcast at gmail.com that's b-u-b-b-i-e-s p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail uh 
go ahead and shoot us a message. We'd love to hear whatever dumb bullshit you have to tell us. But yeah, please. That would be amazing. And again, if you want to be on the show, don't be afraid to message us. Uh, we definitely want to have a few episodes where we actually have a third person to bounce off, bounce off of. And it's not just two bubbies in an echo chamber. Uh, again, thank you. Have a wonderful week. Wonderful weekend. God bless. Bye 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 bye. <laughs> we can't have that be the outro. We can't go bye 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 bye. You're right, um, but we're doing it anyway. Good night, everybody. See you next Friday. <laughs>